2: And a warm welcome to tonight's edition of The Probe. Tonight we delve into the intriguing case of the shape-shifting, form-shifting, mutating, amoeba-like Cecilia Dapa $1 million case. Well... We've termed it the mutating Cecilia Dapar case. I'll go straight into the details. I'm sure this is an issue that we've been following for some time now, but it's become necessary to delve deeper into it because of the Attorney General. We've seen the Deputy Attorney General write on the docket that has been sent to it or they called for it from the police, and there are some recommendations, and it's bringing up some discrepancies that we need to actually get answers to, for which reason we are delving into it tonight. Well, so from the facts of the case, as we've seen from the Attorney General's Recommendations. Accounts of Sliadapa on missing items. What we know so far. The late brothers' money, now we are told, is $800,000. And the jewelry is $95,000. We've been going through this. But the kente cloth, we are told, now is $56,000. Dresses, 20000 We are hearing of handbags, $35,500. A bag containing cash. Two hundred thousand. Another bag containing cash, three hundred thousand euros. And then that contribution of mothers you know that we are hearing is three hundred thousand dollars. And then perfumes, thousand four hundred dollars. We'll we go on um, to the other issues that are coming up. So um, discrepancies. Straight into that. The item on the amended charge sheet. We know that by now that we've had three amendments when it comes to that particular charge sheet and the AG's account. So this is what we know. For the kente cloth on the amended charge sheet that we have, we know that it's coming up to ninety thousand. Ghana CDs. But from the account that we are hearing from the Attorney General, it's just 50, 56,000. Did I say just? Yes? It's not. It's 56,000 Ghana Cedis for kente cloth. Then the dresses, we are told earlier, it was 95,000. But from the account that we are seeing from the Attorney General, it's 20,000 Ghana CDs. Then the men's suit, earlier, I'm sure you know by now that we're told that there were six of them, which was amounting to $3,000. Now we are told it's five just five of them, and it's amounting to $2,500. So uh, if you work the maths, each of them costing $500. So these are some of the issues that have come up. Now, also on the amended chart sheet, we know, we've always known that it's $1 million belonging to Cecilia Dapa, from what we've been told. In fact, the cases in court and the police, from all the three amended chart sheets, it is $1 million belonging to Celia Dapa. But from the AG's account, we are now hearing that $800,000 Belonging to Cecilia Dapa's dead brother and then 200,000 CDs belonging to Cecilia Dapa and we know that that 800,000 belonging to Cecilia Dapa is um, actually the deceased brother and not her, and then that contained in Cecilia Dapa's house that's the 200,000 which is supposed to be hers, and then that of the 300,000 euros Really, this, uh, the AG has been asking for further investigations about the source of that particular money. We know special prosecutor also working on that. But going on, uh, this is the discrepancies that we are seeing. Yeah, we can go on uh, to the very next slide. And the date that Hughes was caught in action, we all know, is 6th October, 2022. And then the date on subsequent complaint sheet. The very first complaint, we are told, is 1st July, 2023. That's the date on initial complaint sheet. Then later is 4th July, 2023. So this nine-month gap, that's where the question comes up as to what exactly happened between the 6th of October, 2022, all the way to 4th July, 2023. We are learning this evening that actually, between that nine-month period, there was a case that was ongoing other courts, the juvenile court, we are told. So, how come this is not containing the docket that was sent to the attorney general? For which reason the attorney general is not giving any advice on what actually happened. We are told that it was during that court process. That um, patient, we are told, was 17 at the time, but there was a bone test that was done that established that he was 18 or 19 thereabout, but a Ghana card was produced by her lawyers which showed that she was actually 17 and a juvenile at the time, for which reason they went to the circuit court and back to the juvenile court, and then during that process, we are told yes, she absconded and then was found this year in Tamale, for which reason the case is now coming up on the 4th of July. But these are questions that are begging answers that we'll get this evening. And so the Attorney General's advice, I'll go straight into it, calling for further investigations into the true ownership of the amount of 800,000 euros. They are also asking the source and sources from which the established owner of the amount of 800,000 Dollars acquired the money. Really, uh, these are questions, more questions. And then whether the accused actually stole the full amount of 800,000 from the house of the complainants, because we know that they are also mentioning that they did not pick any items amongst others. And when she was caught, there was no money. We are told that she she mentioned that she had dropped a bundle when she was found. All that in the attorney general's um, advice, amongst others, on the studying of the facts of the case, and also the sources from which the established owner of the amount of two hundred thousand dollars and three hundred thousand euros acquired the money, which we are now learning that that one we are told is for Cecilia Dapa. The eight hundred thousand is for the dead brother. Dead men don't talk. What really then will happen? So the Attorney General has announced that it is taking over the prosecution of the case. When exactly is that starting amongst others? We know we're in court just last week and um, the issues came up. The second complainant, the second accused, lawyers had raised concerns about the fact that her, um, his uh, client has not stolen any money. She's a lactating mother and they've refused bail amongst others. These and more are issues that we'll be delving into tonight here on the probe, we are live on the Joy News channel. We are also on Joy 99.7 FM for our radio audience. We are on DSTV channel 421. GoTV is 144. We are on myjoyonline.com, all our social media platforms. Don't forget, you can tweet at us with hashtag the probe. I am MFA Apau. a quick turnaround, and my guest for tonight is Ghana's Deputy Attorney General Alfred Tsnyaebwa, who will shed light on the recommendations that his outfit is giving. To the police, really, the job that has been done by the police, good job or poor job? More questions than answers. Who is actually giving us all the answers that we need? Whose account should we believe? Stay with me here on The probe. Right back after the break.
3: sat in this very hall to witness the 2021 distinction awards. I watched with awe and admiration the honor and prestige conferred upon the then awardees. They had braced all the odds to make it to the top. I wondered if I could ever achieve such a feat. However, I was motivated and I determined to make it a reality. The Wai'ek Distinction Awards 2022, showing this Sunday on 6th August 2023 at 6pm, only on Joy News.
2: This is The Probe here on the Joy News Channel. We're on DSTV Channel 421, gotv one four one two five. We're on myjoyonline.com. We're on radio. It's Joy 99.7 FM. And we're looking at the mutating Cecilia Dapaki. Some have said it's a shape-shifting. Some have said it looks like an amoeba sort of um, situation. But thankfully, uh, the Deputy Attorney General, Alfred Chiyabwa, is my guest. He's joining us. Vazum, thank you so much uh, for your time here on The Probe tonight. sir. Uh, I hope you're doing well, Mr. Chiyabwa. I'm
3: doing so well, my son and you.
2: I'm doing very well. Thanks for asking. Good to see you. So there are a lot of questions um, that have come up uh, that uh, we are grateful that you are here with us tonight to give us answers to. But first off, you know, um, starting all this, uh, we've always seen the police going to court in terms of even the amended chart sheet, the three times that has been amended it's been $1 million belonging to Celia Dapa. And even though uh, we are now hearing that it is 800,000 that belongs to the brother, um, they were still in court, even as at just last week, mentioning that that $1 million is for Celia Dapa. How do we really reconcile this uh, versus what, what you've written, your accounts versus what the police has actually given us?
3: Well, thank you very much. Yes, I think this matter is of interest to a lot of Ghanaians, including my, me and then you it's also of interest to the state. Uh, the issues about the figures the attorney general took hold of the docket and we decided to go through the dockets and in our review of dockets at the ag's office we limit ourselves to the documents on the docket we limit ourselves to the facts and evidence on the docket, and so, having gone through the docket, having perused through it, we came to this conclusion that there are some issues about the amount stated in the charge sheet. Mm-hmm. That's how come we are talking about eight hundred thousand allegedly belonging to the deceased brother of the of Madame Siladapa. And the other two hundred thousand also be unable to determine who owns that money based on the docket that was submitted to us by the police. Mm.
2: So if the police submitted a docket to you mentioning that that eight hundred thousand or giving you a breakdown saying that this one belonged to the dead man, how is it that they are in court mentioning that one million is for Cecilia Dapa? I'm sure you've raised questions about that.
3: Yes, we were also concerned about it. That's why if you read our advice. Mm-hmm. We've indicated that they should just establish who owns the $800,000. Because there is a statement from Madame Sledapa to that effect. There is also a statement from a brother of Madame Sledapa to that effect. And these documents were submitted to us by the police. Of course, they want to say they don't believe the story of the brother of Madame Sledapa. They don't want to say so. But that does not mean. That is not investigated to see whether indeed that statement by the brother, that statement by Madame Tapa, are true.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's one issue
3: that raised raised in our advice to the police.
2: Okay. Well, we'll talk about the work done by the police and your own assessment of the work that has been done because you've given some directive. But within that period, you know, the incident happened on the 6th of October, 2022. And then we're hearing that the case was filed or the, the complaint was filed on the 1st of July and then subsequently 4th of July. And then we've seen some amendments to it. So the concern was the gap, the 9 months gap within that period. We are learning tonight that indeed there was a case that was held that was actually patients was being tried at the juvenile court. And then there were concerns about her age, which then went to the circuit court, amongst others. Did it come up in the docket that was given to you by the police?
3: The docket that was submitted to us mm-hmm. had nothing about a case pending in any juvenile court. The only hint we had in that docket was that a report was made to the police at Tesamo in October But even that we credit that we could not even find the complaint that was lodged in October 2022. And so, uh, in terms of a prosecution going on in the juvenile court or in the circuit court, we are not aware. And this advice we give to the police if indeed such a prosecution is going on in the juvenile court, they must alert us and submit that document also to us. Maybe the issue that we raised may be contained in that particular matter. So we advise based on a single docket the police submitted to us.
2: Uh, Mr. Chayamwa, then this raises concerns uh, for all of us that this particular case that is of interest to you at least. Uh, There have been issues about threshold and you not being informed amongst others. These are issues we're coming to. But the concern that this particular case was being tried at a point where we told patients absconded
1: to terms and conditions, Robinet Financial LLC member SIPC.
2: Which reason was at the juvenile court and all? And this Tessano concern that you raised in the examination of the docket, which was the very first, which you said there is nothing in the docket on the complaint made by Daniel Oseko for any member of the household at the Tessano police station. But this case that we are told from what I'm seeing uh, from that proceeding, that court case was based on this particular Tessano police station complaint that was filed by Daniel Oseko how is it that the police will not inform you? And it raises concerns about our prosecution and should we believe what we are hearing? We are also very much
3: concerned, having heard this, we are also very much concerned. And I think that's the very reason why if you look through our advice, you indicated to the police that any time they have a matter beyond a certain threshold, mm-hmm. they must submit such a docket to the Attorney General for advice. And this is, is, a, is, is news to us we cannot explain why the police should submit a docket and decide not to submit that docket to us for our perusal and subsequent advice so we actually bought it, and we will go into into the in fact we go into this matter and get to the root of this particular matter if there are other dockets we need to have everything before we can make a holistic review of the matter but as we have it now we review only one docket the docket which the police sent to us contained the statement of Madam Zilladapa in July, the brother in July, the husband in July, and the other accused persons also in mm-hmm. July. Mm-hmm.
2: So, Mr. Oteneba, then what happens now that you are learning that um, it was not contained in the docket that you were giving, which you called for, I'm sure you called for everything that concerns this particular case, and if the police withheld information from you in terms of the fact that there was a leg that was in another court and that was not given to you, what happens?
3: Yes. Now that the police have our letter, they may choose to submit that document because we raise issues about that. testimonial no matter. Mm-hmm. In their response, they may on their own submit that document to us. But they do not do that. Definitely within the week, we'll write to them for that document because we need to look at that docket also.
2: Mm. But how is it that you had informed the police that um, if a matter or a case comes to them that goes beyond a threshold of 500,000, it should come to the Attorney General? I'm just seeing it on page 5 of this particular document. And I'm wondering, how is it that the police will ignore your directive?
3: Uh, We we cannot explain. Because we've been receiving a lot of petitions
0: Mm -hmm.
3: from accused persons and complainants in various cases in Accra and all over the place, calling on us to call for the docket, review, and then advise. And realized that most of those petitions had issues with money. Some of them ran into the millions of Ghana cities. So to avoid any delays and to avoid any mistrust, we then wrote to the police asking them if there is any matter above 500,000 Ghana cities, they must submit such a document to us for our review and advice to avoid receiving a lot of criticism from accused persons and then complainants.
2: But are you surprised that this particular directive was ignored?
3: We are surprised.
2: And beyond being surprised, what happens?
3: Now that we've written to them, first we alerted them, about the earlier letter we sent to them, it is our hope that they will comply with the letter that we sent to them in April this year.
2: Mm. Well, we'll get into um, the issues that have come up because um, I know that there are a lot of questions and um, that uh, need answers that has, been, that has come up so far. But let me quickly find out from you, um, knowing the back and forth that we've seen in terms of some uh, issue, information being withheld among others, you have studied that docket. I haven't. I've only read your recommendations. I've seen the chart sheet amongst others. What will be your own assessment of the work that has been done by the police when it comes to this matter so far?
3: So far, the police have done some work in this particular case. They have taken statements from the complainants, Mm -hmm. taking statements from the complainants' witnesses. They've taken caution and charge statements from the accused
2: macy's one-day sale is going on now with great deals of the day on back-to-school essentials they need now like 40 to 50 percent off kids and juniors outfits 25 to 50 percent off backpacks bags and accessories and get their dorm room set with 40 percent off small appliances from bella crux and more plus
1: download the app for even more great deals of the day at macy's savings off sale and clearance prices exclusions apply At Rocket, we know buying a home is exciting and a bit overwhelming. Ready to buy a home but stressed about writing those big checks? Rocket can help you save. When you buy with Rocket Homes and finance with Rocket Mortgage, you can get up to $10,000 cash toward closing from Rocket Mortgage. It's a pretty big deal. And when you can get only with Rocket. Visit onlywithrocket.com to get started today. For purchase transactions only, must log rate between 331 and 831. Call 8337-ROCKET for conditions and restrictions. Equal housing, letter license in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Right now at Wendy's, when you buy either a Dave's Single, Spicy Chicken Sandwich, Medium Frosty, or 10-piece Nuggets, you can get another for just a buck. Your dollar never tasted so good. So it's obvious what everyone will get, right? Ooh, definitely nuggets and a Spicy Chicken frosty. Sandwich, Dave's Dave Single, Dave and a Frosty. Frosty for me. and a Frosty. Okay, who said Frosty and a Frosty? Pick your obvious choice. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Buy one, get one for a buck.
0: Limited time only. Price of participation may vary. U.S. Wendy's valid for item of equal or lesser value cannot be combined in a combo or any other offer. persons, they've
3: also conducted investigations into how the money was used allegedly by the accused persons. But there are some areas that they do not investigate into. And we think that those areas may have to look at, especially if a complainant walks into a police station and says that his amount, or his money, totaling perhaps $2 million, $1 million, 500000 six. you may want to take his statement and take his complaint, then the suspect may be invited, but it should also be the duty of the police to investigate the complainant who lodged such a complaint, mm. to find out whether indeed he had that money, and where he also had that money. Because in terms of criminal prosecution... The threshold is very high. You must prove your case beyond reasonable doubt. Mm. So a person comes to you and tells you, I had 5 million in my room. It's been stolen. If you go to court, you must prove that that person had 5 million Ghanais in his room. If you're able to prove it, like, that accused person denies taking such money, you are likely to lose the case in court.
2: But mm. Mr. about there's been um, talk about the I'm sure you've heard it before. And let me just be blunt about it. Really, there are concerns about why this particular interest of the AG in this matter. You have rightly said that there have been a lot of complaints. This is not the first time the police is dealing with a matter that is beyond this particular threshold. But it appears that you are particularly interested in this matter because it involves Cecilia Dapa and the public uproar. It appears you are coming to the rescue of Cecilia Dapa. And forcing things down the throat of the police and not allowing them to that. do their investigation
3: far from that, if I may take our viewers through the process that we go through in our ministry. Mm
2: -hmm. Now,
3: the Attorney General, per our Constitution, is the person responsible for the initiation and conduct of all criminal cases in Ghana. Within the same Constitution Article 88.4, he reserves the right to give other institutions so other agencies authority authorization to prosecute on his behalf so all the investigators that the police have been doing they do so on behalf of the attorney general okay. and now the attorney general if you go to court throughout the country you meet hundreds of police officers prosecuting cases in court they do so on behalf of the attorney general And when a matter comes up, there are three ways that the Attorney General may be seized with that particular matter or may have that document in his possession. One, when the police receives a complaint and takes the statement of the complainant as well as the accused person, the complainant or the accused person has a right to petition the Attorney General for his intervention.
2: Well, in, the the, in this case, the in docket. this case, was there a petition? Did the other part petition the Attorney
3: General? I'll be there very soon. Okay. That's the first one. The second one is where the police, on their own, looking at the nature of the case, submits the docket to the Attorney General. The third one is where the Attorney General himself, having heard of a particular matter, may write to the police and call for the docket. In this particular case, the police, so much, as we say, the police, on their own, submitted the docket to the Attorney General for our review and advice. And having submitted the docket to us for our review and our advice, we have a responsibility to look through the docket, review it, and advise them accordingly. So this is exactly what we did in this particular case. Okay. It is not about any special interest. We think crime is crime. It matters not who is involved. I speak in, if I decide to engage in a criminal activity, the fact that I'm a deputy attorney general no mean. That I should of that kind. I must be made to go through the full rigors of the law.
2: But if you can't do it. That's the ideal situation. But the reality on the ground, we know that's not what happens most of the time. The, your government actually, will definitely come to your rescue in our part of the world.
3: Actually, I have not cited instances where we get exposed persons. Reports have been lodged to the police, they've been arrested, processed, and the attorney has said, no, don't prosecute them unless we want not give me examples. Mm. Now, if you come to the office of the Attorney General, the actual work, I can tell you, is not done by the Attorney General or his deputies. The actual work is done by the attorneys in the ministry, headed by the Director of Public, public Prosecution. Okay. They are, not politica, they are not politicians. They do their work in accordance with their opinion. And so... In case there's any advice, whether it's this particular matter or any other matter, what I can tell the public is that the advice that you see isn't the advice that Tuna himself sat on the case to review, okay. but advice that the officers in the ministry have offered.
2: Okay. So I was asking earlier, if Cecilia Dapa has actually approached the Attorney General, petitioned the AG to look into this particular matter. Was that no. the petition? No. No. Okay. But uh, the AG just took interest in this particular matter.
3: In this particular matter, the police submitted the docket to us.
2: Without you calling advice. for it? Okay. No. Okay. If you read their letter,
3: if you are writing to them, we have said you have a reference our letter to them. Okay. But in their letter, they said they were yes submitted to us for our review and, and advice. And I think just it because it's in the right direction.
2: But it's belated because you have asked them that every time it comes, they should come to you before they start the process. But they started the process before coming to you on it.
3: Now, it is not as if every time it comes, they must wait for us. No. Okay. If someone walks into a police station, the police have to do their job. Okay. They will take your statement, start from there. They will investigate. But we are saying before you go to court, unless, of course, after arresting a case person, we take the person to court for it to be either remanded or granted bail. But thereafter, refer the doctor to us for our review and advice. At least that's the essence of justice. Because the accused person there may think that things are not being done right, or the not, may be thinking that things are not being done right. So we give it to our attorneys. They will review, and based on the review, the advice is offered.
2: So now that you're taking over prosecution of this case, um, and you've given them some time uh, to also do further investigations, you are looking for source of the money amongst others, really, do you have any timelines that you've given the police to submit back to you, uh, further investigations are the directive that you've given them?
3: We did not give them any timeline. But me, that does not mean that they, they can hold the docket for a long period of time. But the, the matter is already in court. So we mm-hmm. expect them to work within a reasonable time through all the investigation. But even the information you just provided about a case pending before a, se- a juvenile court, mm-hmm. they must also furnish us with that, with, 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 with that docket. And also, let us know, for you may know, the question we've raised in our advice may be contained in that particular matter. In which case, there is no need for them to do any further Investigations. Okay. So we'll waiting for them for them to respond to our uh, our our opinion. a reasonable time that the matter can proceed.
2: Mm. But now that uh, the AG is taking over this case, uh, let's talk about what would change briefly, and uh, then we can get into the audience questions. Because the police was doing a fair job or a fantastic job, according to them, uh, what would change? What would we see differently? A fast tracking of the case. What would change?
3: Now, if the police are able to finish their investigations and the docket is submitted to us for for prosecution. The docket will be assigned to an attorney, that's a lawyer, and that lawyer will then take over the case and prosecute the case in court. And the process in court, we all know, we have to file your witness statements. But let me add Mm -hmm. that before we hand over a docket to an attorney to prosecute, Mm -hmm. we always make sure that we get ourselves convinced that Per uh, the evidence we have on record, mm-hmm. the case that has been given to that attorney is a case that
0: can be prosecuted. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you can.
1: Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.
3: Okay. So you maybe bring that, the, the, the investigations, everything, but we realize that. Now we have about five accused persons. Maybe we say one, two or three may not be part of it, or two or maybe part of it. And speaking so, about the speak.
2: accused persons, Mr. Tia I see that you punched a bit of holes in each uh, person's case. Let's talk about the father of Patience Butree, for instance, Kweku Butree. I see on page seven, a uh, very first uh, paragraph. You say there's not enough evidence to show that the fourth accused, father of the first accused, knew that the money his daughter gave him was stolen. Are you recommending that charges dropped against him?
3: You see, if you go through the dockets, the only evidence on record that we had is that the accused person, one of them gave some amount of money to the father. Reasonably, can you say that the fact that your son or your daughter gives you money, you should know that your your your, your daughter or son has stolen the money. You we must do further investigations. For you may know he knew. Absent any further evidence, it may be difficult maybe to proceed with some of the accused persons. But with regard to the fourth accused person, and even all the accused persons, we want the police to expand the investigation, to expand the investigations. We may get more evidence to proceed with the trial, or we want to say some of them may have to be taken out of this trial.
2: Okay, but are you not concerned if it comes up that indeed uh, this $800,000 belongs to Da uh, Dapas, a uh, dead brother? Um, some we are told, we are hearing that was a shoemaker and we are told he's also a chief, but we are told that that chief, um, chieftaincy, there's no land, you know, attached to that particular chieftaincy from what we are told. Uh, Really, are you not concerned about that particular case? I know you are asking for further investigations, but I'm sure you're doing some work in the background also. As AG, um, Deputy AG, you must be concerned, aren't you?
3: Yes, it is normal for Ghanaians to have money. If you even have 10 billion dollars, that's your money, but it's also normal. Prescripted against to also look into the circumstances under which you made that money. So granted that the $800,000 belongs to the late brother of Madame Siyadapar, the next question is, how did he come by that money? If that money was for him, was it from his businesses? If it was from, from his businesses. Was he paying his, the taxes on it? If it wasn't, what was the source? That's why if I, if we just looked at issues of money laundering and then other financial crimes that we, we have to investigate into that. If you get ourselves satisfied that the source of that money has no problems with it, then we'll know the step that we we'll want to take. If we also get to know that that money does not belong to the deceased brother, mm-hmm. but for Madame Siddhartha, she also has to go through the same process of answering where she had it. and for us to know whether there's an issue of money laundering or other financial crimes.
2: Okay. And I'm sure as it keeps developing legs, this particular issue, uh, more than an octopus, now we are hearing that the wife of the deceased has also come up, um, uh, you know, seeking interest in that particular money since they say it belongs to uh, the dead husband. I'm sure that has been brought to your attention.
3: Yes, I've also uh, heard about that. The wife and the children... Definitely will have an interest if the deceased husband has such an amount of money. Because the man might have died, either tested or interstate, whichever way they have an interest in it. So if have, the, the wife is making, or is taking a step to also get a share of that money in accordance with the law, I think she, 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 she's taking the right step.
2: Okay, let's not leave our audience out, because I know that most of the questions that I would want to ask subsequently, um, audience are also asking. So, if you're ready, let's get into the questions, the first batch of them. And this one is from Sule. What alternatives are you offering government when you... Okay, no, there's a wrong one. Um, so, uh, So we have this one from Frank. It says, I get the impression that the AG was not aware of this case until it became public. And if that is the case, should we not be worried that the state's lawyer was not aware... That's Frank's question. And we have um, this one also, um, the next one. Okay, so um, we have another one uh, from Ransford. It says, did the Attorney General intervene simply to help Cecilia Dapa and the government for that matter because of the public uproar about a minister keeping such huge sums of money in her home? Uh, that's a Ransford um, question. And we have another one also. Uh, we go into to um, question. It says, is the account we're hearing now about the $800,000 belonging to a dead man, not just an afterthought, I think it's just diversionary? Um, Sumquah's question and uh, we take uh, one last one. Lord says, MFI, I'm of the view that because dead men can talk and we are all aware, yes, what will happen. We shall be told at some point that the crucial piece to solve this jigsaw puzzle is with a dead man so the case can go to its logical or get to its logical conclusion. Um, so this is um, the, the first batch. So uh, we'll get um, your comments on some of them. I think some of them we've been speaking about, but really um, uh, the, the account we are hearing. So quest question about this $800,000 belonging to Siyadapar's dead brother, an afterthought. Is it not just diversionary?
3: We received a docket from the police. In that docket was a statement made by Malesh Siyadapar about the ownership of $800,000. We received a docket where a brother of also gave a statement to the police that he brought that money from Marcy to Accra so before the doctor got to us these statements were in it and for that matter there's no way that we, we can determine whether it is an afterthought or it isn't okay this matter we advise that should be investigated further if after investigations, it turns out that the statement given by mm-hmm. and the brother in the early part of July are untrue, then we can conclude that that, that claim that that money belongs to the deceased brother is an afterthought. If we are not able to get anything contrary to that, then we have to work with it. But the police have to dig deeper to know whether indeed the deceased brother owned that money. And the place, they have the skills. They have everything that they can use in determining or in getting to the bottom of this particular matter. And every lawyer knows that if a deceased person owns any, any kind of property, getting to know whether the person owns that property or not is something that can be done. Mm. So this money, I think the place... They are on top of their job, and they can get to the bottom of this particular matter. So let's do the police the panel read out, and then wait for them to see what happens out of their investigations.
2: So we will not be told at any point in time that dead men can talk. And you know, Lord is raising the concern that it appears that um, the crucial piece of the jigsaw puzzle will be told is with the dead man, so the case won't go anywhere.
3: It's true that dead men don't talk. But the state will not say, because they have to take the statement given by a deceased person's brother or sister as a gospel proof. Okay. That piece of evidence, I can assure you, if it is tendered in court, lawyers for that deceased persons will definitely cross-examine the, 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 those people who, who, who may want to give evidence on that line. Mm-hmm. So we need to be convinced. As prosecutors, we need to be convinced that that evidence, if we seek to tender it in court, will not be a challenge. And that's the reason why we are very particular about knowing that one. If we're able to know it, and we assume that because they've said it's for the deceased brother, just take it, then perhaps we're not doing what we're supposed to do as prosecutors.
2: Well, Frank's question is, um, he's um, of the view that he gets the impression that the AG was not aware of this case until it became public. And if that's the case, should we not be worried that the state's lawyer was not aware?
3: Interestingly, we got to know about this case when the Chronicle published it. That
2: was the first time,
3: I think it was. How.: Friday How?
2: How, how, Mr. how are we supposed to believe this?:
3: and, 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 and I think it's something that the police should be in a position to answer, because they were prosecuting the case. I you know, if you have a case in Ghana and the police are prosecuting it. If you sit in Accra as the Attorney General, you may not know everything unless it's brought to your attention. So had it been uh, been the fact that there was a publication, perhaps (laughs) we would not have even known. Mm. If the police had actually complied with our our earlier directive to submit cases above 500,000 perhaps all these things wouldn't have happened.
2: Thank you. And I'm sure that um, a lot of people will have the same reaction. But um, Ransford, I'm sure you've been speaking to uh, his question, but he was asking whether you simply intervened because uh, you want to help Cecilia Dapai and the government for that matter because of the public uproar. Maybe you can touch on it briefly again. Is that the case?
3: We are not in the least prepared to intervene because of personalities to cover up. No. If we were to do that, they will be sending a dangerous signal to the people out there that if you're a public officer, if you're a politically exposed person or a politician, you want to do things and people will not question it. We are doing a very genuine work. And if this work that we are doing, we are not going to investigate. The police will have to investigate. And I've always told people that you can get... A good case to prosecute depending on the investigations done by the police. Mm -hmm. So, we are interested in the police doing all the investigations, getting us all what we need so that this case can proceed in court. It might also be possible that after the investigations, we may have to get other accused persons. Okay. For example, if at the end of the investigation it turns out that the amount you are talking about actually. Belongs to Madame Siddhartha and she was able to justify how she came by that money. And as an aspect of money laundering. She'll be charged. She'll be charged. So I'm just waiting for the police to conduct the investigations. There's no attempt whatsoever. It's a genuine quest to ensure that we get to the bottom of this particular matter and nothing else.
2: Okay. But if I had you right, um, just a moment ago, you mentioned that all criminal cases are prosecuted by your outfit, which is the AG. And I'm wondering why this particular criminal case, we're not aware. Yes,
3: we prosecute, in fact, we prosecute all criminal cases by mm-hmm. the Constitution.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: We've also given other institutions the authority to prosecute on our behalf. Mm-hmm. So, until these authorities or these agencies also come up or come to us to tell us we have prosecuted this particular case, we will not be in a position to know. I know that at a point in time, there was this project where we could just link the police CID to the AG by means of ICT so that the moment even a complaint is received, automatically it could trigger at our end. And that's a project that we also we all, all need to look at to see so that when a matter starts at any police station in Ghana, there should be a mechanism where sitting in Accra, you can know that there is matter in this particular police station, there is matter in this particular court. But because we don't have it, until or unless you are notified. You will not be in a position to know.
2: But as our lawyer, if we hear you lamenting at this point that certain cases, even though you have given the mandate for other institutions to prosecute on your behalf, even though you are supposed to be in charge of all criminal cases, is a matter of concern to us because that's your mandate. That's what we expect you to do. And if some of these issues can slip through the cracks, hmm, we should be worried.
3: You see, Ghana, if we were to copy the example of Kenya, in Kenya, prosecution is done by lawyers, attorneys, not the police. In Kenya, all cases are prosecuted by attorneys in the office of, uh, the prosecution office. But in Ghana, over 80% of the cases are prosecuted by the police. Mm-hmm. So moving forward, are we ready to expand the Office of the Attorney General so that we can get a lot of lawyers so that we do all the prosecution without the police even doing any one any, uh, single prosecution. In that case, the police would then have to just investigate. After they investigate, they will submit their findings to us. Then we'll commence our investigation, our, 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 our research and then advice, okay. and then mm-hmm. prosecution. But because we don't have it, they have to also, they have to uh, investigate and in some cases prosecute. There's that kind of challenge there. But it's a conversation that I think we all need to look at and see how best. You must get the best system. If you go to the US, as you know, the DOJ, the Department of Justice, they, they initiate investigations and prosecute. But in Ghana, the Office of Patronia does not investigate. Another agency investigates. In Ghana, if you go to Yoko, IOCO is an agency under the Office of Attorney General. But they initiate investigations, they also prosecute. If you go to OSP, They initiate and then prosecute. But the General Office itself does not investigate. It only prosecutes.
2: Since you've mentioned the OSP, we know that they are also handling uh, a part of this particular um, issue. And now that I've seen your recommendations back to the police, in order not for double work to be done, are we in tandem on this uh, with the OSP when it comes to this particular issue?
3: The OSP operates under a limited domain. And they cannot go outside their domain. We are not oblivious of their interest in this matter and the investigation they have also initiated. But there's a limit which they can go. And we do not want to leave any void between the OSP and our side. So if the OSP is to investigate corruption, and corruption-related offenses as defined under Section 79 of the Act.
1: Financial LLC member SIPC.
3: Outside that one, they cannot go in with. For instance, if I'm assuming, if the money you're talking about is the money from drug trafficking, drug trafficking, OSP cannot prosecute it. OSP cannot deal with money laundering. We have to take that over that one. So we don't want to do this. Whereby right, OSP do its work, and then that aspect maybe let us just uh, uh, to the police to conduct investigation into those areas. We are very mindful of the work of the OSB and the work of the police service, who are our investigators.
2: Okay. Well, let's um, get into the next batch of questions. Yeah, let's get, let's get into it. We have um, the next batch. One from Gavivina. Okay. Why is the latest account of the AG about the money belonging to Sylvia? Cecilia's late brother, not in any of the chat sheet. That was amended about three times. Where is the AG getting this account from? Gavivina, uh, we'll take yours. And then we have Stephen. So whose report should we believe now? Police, AG, Cecilia Dapa, or who? That's a key question. Danny says, what kind of relationship does the attorney general and the special prosecutor have? And so far, does your roles not overlap? Are they working together on this particular case? Okay, and Tony says, you have directed further investigations to be conducted. What are the timelines? Uh, Mami says, can we get some education on how the AG's outfit obtains dockets from the police? Kwesi says, "Um, can the deputy AG uh, look, What? Look us in the eyes and assure us that this issue will not become a foolish case at the end of the day because I feel everything is being done to simply water down the fact that the woman kept huge sums of money in her home and we all know she's not alone in this. Um, so that's... Um, some of your questions. So, less than um, I think is the final batch for this one. Um, we'll check if we have more of your questions. But um, so, these are some of the concerns that have been raised. And, Mr. Mr. so um, why is the latest account? Where is the AG getting that from? I think you've been touching on it that it was in the docket. Is, is that the case?
3: It, in the docket. Okay.
2: The
3: docket that it was submitted to us. So we are even surprised that it please in their own facts did not even mention. If, if you have the charge sheet, the lawyers who are listening to me or watching mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. if they have a copy of the charge sheet and the facts, you realize that in the facts, the police did not mention how, they, even talk about the monies.
2: They break down. They mm-hmm. only talk
3: about what the monies were used for. Mm-hmm. So that, that's a key question. But they had this on the file. In the file, they submitted to the, the, to the court, the clerk indicated that when Madam came, she said a amount or Y amount when the husband came he or Y amount or X amount, but that's very silent. So we are surprised that with this evidence on their file, they never touched on it. And that's why we are directing them that that statement they took it. They gave that statement to us. We are not going to accept that that's because they took it. They must investigate, even though someone has said that money belongs to a late brother, they must go deeper to find out whether indeed that money belongs to the late brother. Mm. So there's no attempt whatsoever to, I mean, water down this particular case. Far from that, I, I, I saw this. Of some someone. Can, can we look into the eyes of geniuses? I can yes. look the eyes of geniuses, hundred percent. And cross my heart out and tell everyone that we are not prepared to cover up in any way. This ministry that we've been, we've been posted to as ministers, that's the only ministry where your peers can assess you. Was manned by lawyers. We are lawyers. Our colleague lawyers who can have the right, or they, they have everybody to assess us because we are doing the work for which we are trained as lawyers. So, in terms of the job that we do, we do it as professional lawyers for posterity who tomorrow or in the near future judge us based on the advice or the work that we do in the ministry. So, the learned Attorney General, my good self and my sister Diana, who are the book of in the ministry. We are working as lawyers public brain and we are mindful of the fact that in the future, whatever that we do there may be even assessed by students. So we need to do the right thing and nothing else.
2: Okay. Well, um, they they talk about the relationship between uh, the attorney general and special prosecutor. but before then, Stephen is asking, whose report do you think we should believe now? The police, your outfit, Cecilia Dapa, or who?
3: For now, leave our report are subject to the investigations of the police. Because the report that we issue is based on the information the police provided to us. We've asked them to go back and do further work.
2: But it is imagined that some, some issues were actually left out. Some key issues were left out in that docket. So how do you say that we should believe your account, which is based on the work that the police did, which you have directed, that they should go back and do a better job?
3: Yes, because our work, the the tools that or the materials that we use, we were not the ones who prepared those primary materials. So our advice based on the work done by the police. So our our side we cannot be blamed Mm. because we work on information given us by the police. And if indeed there is a matter pending in the juvenile court, that would be the first place to concede. That our advice may not be complete without having access to that particular docket. So we need it, and we get access to it.
2: Mm. Well, so uh, Tony was talking about the timelines. I think you alluded to it earlier, uh, but it says since you've directed further investigations to be conducted, uh, what are the timelines? I think you mentioned that there are no timelines, but at least um, you should be able to tell us something, really. Um, When exactly are we expecting something?
3: Yes, there are no timelines. We also know that some people, some of the accused persons are in custody. They are not from bed, they are in custody. They cannot be in custody because the AG is self-conducting or asking the police to conduct further investigations. And so, in the interest of justice, we we'll be urging the police to act expeditiously in their investigations and then come up with what they are finding the us to eventually know whether to prosecute whether not to prosecute, who to prosecute, and who not to prosecute.
2: And um, talking about some of the accused persons still in custody um, raises key concerns. One of them, we are told, is a lactating mother, has a six-month-old baby, and um, we know that every crime in Ghana is bailable, including murder. So how is it that uh, we still have this accused person, um, even though she's a lactating mother, um, still in custody without being granted bail?
3: Our understanding is that that accused person was granted bail, mm-hmm. but it has to do with the conditions of the bail. And we do not determine the conditions. The conditions are determined by the courts. So it's not a duty of the lawyers for that accused person if they think the conditions are harsh, file for a variation of the bail conditions. That is within the reserve of lawyers for that accused person. Other accused persons, I think they will be in court next week. Their lawyers may have to do their job, but when it comes to a grant of bail, we do not determine it. Of course, to to
2: you, you do not. But we are told that at least the lawyers tell us that they've been trying to to get that. But um, they've been, you know, how these tactics work. Sometimes there was a two week period that was given, but really, are there no considerations whatsoever for the fact that um, this woman is breastfeeding and that they have to take this baby to the cells for breastfeeding, amongst others?
3: I would rather urge your lawyers for that case persons to push. I was in private practice. I went to civil processes. Your clients may you be refused to pay, but you keep knocking. Mm. And I'm very convinced that at the end of the day, they may be granted pay by the court, but we don't have control over it.
2: Okay. Well, and, and uh, there was one that they wanted some education on uh, what kind of relationship the Attorney General and Special Prosecutor have, and so far, your roles, um, whether they are overlapping and whether you are working together on this particular case
3: yes the office of the special prosecutor is an independent body that has been authorized by the attorney general to work in a a limited area the osp has been limiting itself to that area Mm -hmm. so in terms of congress no conflict at all rather there is that kind of collaboration because you know down the osp as I said, I also commence investigations into this particular matter respect to corruption and corruption uh, related offences. Mm-hmm. The information that they may have, if the police also conduct this, yes. it's possible that these two agents may even want to share notes. It's possible. So it's, they are all working in the interest of the state. But the OSPs within a certain area, the police they have a larger area that they investigate or, or, or they do their work. So that relationship is is, is very healthy, no problems, and let's let's also support the OSP do its job.
2: Mm. And uh, Mami wants some education on how the AG's outfit obtains dockets from the police.
3: I've explained it earlier three ways. Mm -hmm. There's either someone petitions, and the petitioner may be the accused person or the complainant. Okay. But the fact that his petition doesn't mean automatically call for a docket. If we send a petition to the AG's office, the attorneys there will have established to see whether there's a basis for the petition. If there's a, there's a basis, you call for the docket. Second, if the police on their own, having taken up the matter, decide to submit the docket to the attorney, that's also allowed, then the attorney himself may also want to call for a docket. So these are three possible ways that a docket can be sent to the AG's office for advice.
2: Okay. Well, in in wrapping up, uh, Mr. Chair, but because we've uh, exhausted some of the questions that have come in, and uh, we'll get um, more, I see that um, there are more that uh, are coming in, but from the recommendations, and uh, uh, we've we've read portions of it, gone through the holes that you've punched into the work that was done so far, and since your outfit is taking over prosecution, would you say on the face value of what you've seen and the recommendations that you've given um, to the police, is this a good case? You are a lawyer as well.
3: On the face, that's what I say, on the face of the record, mm-hmm. there is a prima facie case for that to warrant the prosecution of this particular matter. But the way I, this accused person has been arrested. Mm-hmm. On the face of the evidence that we examined in the case docket, some amounts of money We need to go deep to know who owns what. On the face of the record, Mm -hmm. that is the evidence available to us. Mm -hmm. There's the need for us also look at some of the accused persons, Mm -hmm. whether they deserve to be prosecuted or not prosecuted.
2: Which accused persons in particular in this matter? I know we've raised Kweku uh, Boutre's case. There's one also on Malik Dauda, uh, which is the fifth accused person, um, whether he received money from the accused person amongst others. So from what you see so far, which one of them um, uh, are key questions that um, comes up, apart from patients' portrait?
3: Yes, I think look at the first and the second accused persons. Mm-hmm. There's an issue about jewelry and then the theft of uh, Madame Dapas' jewelry. Mm-hmm. And and, and one of them is denying that he never, she never came of those things. The other one... The police were able to find facts belonging to Madame Pa in her possession. So there's some form of evidence that will warrant our interest in her. So it means that it's possible that one of them may not be charged for stealing those things, but the other may be charged for stealing that one. Then in our advice, we talked about duplicity. I think that was something that lawyers who are watching me will understand. If someone comes to your home to see hundred items. He stole your $10,000. He stole $50,000 belonging to your wife. $100,000 belonging to your son. You can't lump them together. You have separate charges. It's possible that an accused person may maybe be facing 500 charges at the same time. So we also advise the police that we want to be sure that we have not lump sums That will lead to a situation where that, that matter in important about duplicity of charges. Okay. So we decided to cross all the T's and dot all the I's before we move on, we are doing a genuine work because we know that as lawyers, we'll be judged by our peers based on the work that we do in this ministry. And that's what we are doing. We have to do the right thing.
2: Ms. Alfred, Deputy Attorney General, Ghana. We are grateful for your time here. On the probe tonight. And that's it uh, for tonight's edition of the probe. To my colleagues, Blessed Suga and Aisha Ibrahim, many thanks um, for uh, doing me the honors whilst I was away. There's more when you log on to my joinonline.com. And on behalf of the entire production team, we say thank you for being a part. For our radio audience, The Walk of Jesus is up next. I am MFA Paul. Have a good evening.